Being in business for yourself can be scary. Get small business savvy with Maureen and Crystal. With 24 years of experience between them, join as they discuss how to work hard and work smart. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Savvy Podcast. We're so glad that you were able to join us for another episode. A few episodes back, we were talking about stress and self-care and One of the things that we touched on was getting help if your business was starting to become overwhelming. And that prompted a couple of you to reach out and ask us to expand on that a little bit. People wanted to know exactly how they could go about getting some help. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about growing your team. How are you doing, Crystal? I'm doing all right this week. How about you? I am doing well. The sun is shining. It is finally above freezing. I am a happy camper. Awesome. Yes. When the sun is shining, I think that is definitely a huge plus, especially with the winter that we've had, which we've talked about as well. <laughs> yes. I know. I feel like we're getting old with complaining about the winter, but it it, it deserved a lot of complaints. So <laughs> we will move on. Well, I'm definitely ready to talk about growing your team today because I think a lot of times as solopreneurs, we like to do it all. I know for me, especially Um, It can be a little scary sometimes to hire people because you just don't know what the, you know, your expectations might be at one level and their expectations are at a different level than what you might expect. Um, But we definitely as solopreneurs do it all from writing to our marketing, to our photography, to promoting ourselves, those kind of things. So it's um, it's definitely task tasking sometimes, but I think it is a very smart idea to have a team behind you when you can have one and when it's appropriate. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things as well of when it's appropriate to build your team. Absolutely. And I think it's appropriate when you start to feel incredibly stressed (laughs) and when you are realizing that there are not enough hours in the day or days in the week uh, when you find yourself working all day Saturday and Sunday. um, And part of the reason why you are in business for yourself is so that you have control over your time. And when it starts feeling like you've lost that control, that's, that's a good clue that it's time to start growing your team. Uh, exactly, exactly. So some of the some of the people that you can actually hire out there, there are different people. There are virtual assistants that you can hire. There are interns that you can hire. There's also a lot of people who specialize in things like graphic design, website design. A virtual assistant is great to hire for like maybe if you want to do your Facebook or your Pinterest or if you're interested in ads. Um, also, you can hire an intern as well, somebody who's maybe working on photography. There are also a lot of just professional photographers out there in specialized areas of online places like food photography and things like that, that will actually uh, be able to hire as well. I'm actually one of those people myself. <laughs> I've done, Don't yep. be afraid to, to shout out your the website where they can go and see your fabulous work and get in touch with you if, if that's something that they're looking for. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Because I, I do a lot of food photography myself. I'm actually one of those people that does that as a freelance side gig at inthegrub.com is where I'm at. So that's inthegrub.com. And that's where you can come out and you can check out my food photography out there. You can contact me and I can give you a quote of what I do for food photography if that's something that your business does. I like to help a lot of small businesses as well. People who have like maybe a coffee shop or a macaron shop cafe or a sandwich shop whatever the case might be, or if you're a food blogger as well, um, kind of help out in all those different areas. So yeah. Excellent. And you had touched on interns um, and that that's interesting. An intern is somebody that you 
you bring on with the understanding that it's going to be a low or no cost investment on your part. So you're paying them much less than what the going wage is, but in return, you're going to be teaching them and training them in the field that you're working in. So whether it's you know how, how to run your website or whatever your content area is, but you need to understand going in that if you bring an intern in, it needs to be a win-win for both of you. So you really do need to be willing to take that time to teach or train them. Um, otherwise, you're just taking advantage. Absolutely. I mean, an intern is great for those of us who might not be able to afford somebody who's established in the industry as a virtual assistant or somebody who does something like I do with freelance photography or those kind of things. But like Maureen had said, it's definitely also going to take some of your time as well. So an intern is fabulous, but you have to think, are you hiring somebody because it's just something that maybe is daunting for you and you just don't want to do? Or is it, are you looking to hire somebody because of time? And if it's because of time, hiring an intern that you have to train on the side as well might not be the best of ideas for you. So that's where someone like maybe a virtual assistant might come in and come into play. Absolutely. And virtual assistants, again, are just people who are not necessarily in your area. Your relationship is completely over, um, is online. And they help with everything from social media to some of them are specialized like with Facebook ads. Um, And they work as an independent contractor. So you do want to make sure that you set up a contract that specifies that they are an independent contractor so that you're not then going to find out that you need to give them benefits or um, some sort of other tax uh, tax situation that you're not prepared for. And um, our friends over at businesses.com, that's B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-E-S-E.com uh, can help you out with that. They have ready-made contracts. So we will put that link in the show notes. That's a great place to go if you're looking for help in that area. Um, now, Crystal, you've hired out some of the tasks for your business that you didn't feel comfortable doing, right? Yes, I have. I've actually hired out a web designer before and that was it was a while back ago, I don't use that theme anymore for my website because of course, times have changed. Things have changed. People have gotten more into a different style of look that they prefer for websites. But at the time, it was a very well and professionally done website. It still is a very professional website, in my opinion. It's a theme I do enjoy. She had designed my website and had put it together and the theme, she built it for me loaded it up for me into WordPress and everything else. And she was well worth the cost, but something to keep in mind, she was, she was a cost. So I dropped about a thousand dollars on my entire web design. And that was my logo being designed or, and helped with. So she really encompassed a lot of items and had a very large package for that. That was one of her larger packages, but a lot of web designing folks out there and graphic designers, they will actually also have smaller packages sometimes too that might only cost a couple hundred dollars. So if you're looking for like logo design, or if you need somebody who can do the right dimensions for like your Facebook banner or your Pinterest or whatever the case might be that you're trying to put up there, um, they can help out with that. So it's, it's definitely something that you're going to invest in, in my opinion, if that's what you're looking for, but it can definitely be well worth it, especially if you need somebody who has expertise in like SEO and search engine optimization. I know that's huge right now with themes. And sometimes there's web designers out there that do a great job with ensuring that your theme is loading properly, is loading fast, and is also optimized. So that way, 
it's going to going to have all of those uh, keyword factors and things like that. Yep, absolutely. Um, I myself have had a VA for a number of years, and she helps me with some of the kind of low level tasks that I, I tend to be a bit of a control freak. So um, things like content creation, I like to do myself, but some of the lower level creating graphics. Uh, sometimes I'll create a graphic template and then just send over the pictures and, and have her create, you know, Pinterest, Pinterest images, social media management. If I have a bunch of tweets or Facebook statuses that need to be uploaded, she can handle that. BAs can also do things like research. If you're somebody who is like me and you really want to keep control of your your content, especially if you're in something really specialized, like something health-related where you have to be careful what you say, you can have the VA do some research for you so that you're still doing the writing, but they are doing kind of the grunt work that you might normally spend time on. You can have them create a content calendar. This is great, especially for, for social media. If you want them to look and see, okay, February is what is it? Is it heart month? I don't even know. (laughs) October is, you know, breast cancer month. Yes. So if you want to have them kind of look that up and see what is each month, you know, as far as subjects that relate to your, your content. And another thing you can do is you can have them check your links because periodically links will just stop working. I'm not sure what causes it. (laughs) It's not usually anything I've changed. It's just all of a sudden people will say, hey, I clicked on that link and it wasn't working anymore. And especially affiliate links, I always want to make sure those are still working. So that's something you can have a VA do as well. Another cool thing about hiring a virtual assistant is that you can either hire them per task usually, or you can hire them hourly. I know I've seen online, I've, I've currently been researching somebody that might be able to go in and like clean up my website or clean up my affiliate links and those kind of things. And there is a few different places that do it by task, which is great. And then also if you are going to hire a virtual assistant hourly, do want to double check yourself and make sure that that person is adequate adequately actually doing the work for you and not just saying, hey, I worked for a certain amount of time and really they haven't. And there's a cool little area that you can go that can help uh, basically just kind of keep an eye on that for you. Yep. And that is called Hubstaff, H-U-B-S-T-A-F-F. And it's basically a time tracking solution. So if you hire a virtual assistant, they log into Hubstaff before they start working and it grabs a picture of their screen every 10 minutes or so. So it just makes sure that they're staying on task and they're being efficient. And I believe it also handles like payment and stuff like that. So it really just makes your job that much easier. That's awesome. I will definitely be checking into that. (laughs) That is for sure. If I ever have a chance to hire a virtual assistant out for something that I need, that's going to be my first place to go. So what are some of the things that you should be actually delegating out when it comes to what help you need, things um, that are going to be long-term and those kind of things, things that you hate? That's one thing that you definitely want to delegate right off the table. I know that there are so many tasks that I can think of that just make me want to put my head again against my keyboard a few times. And those are definitely those things you want to get off the table right away. Things that you might not be good at, you might think you're good at, but really do me a favor, guys, and sit back and evaluate. There are things like I am, I'm great at writing what I want to say, but I'm not fantastic at grammar sometimes.
time. So I actually, it's not technically a virtual assistant, but I use Grammarly a lot on my on my writing where I actually plug in my posts before I even put them out there because Grammarly will go through and check everything for me. And it is like a yearly subscription or monthly subscription that you can use, but it's kind of my virtual assistant online, so to speak, that double checks all of my writing. So that's very important to do. Also things that feel like busy work, get rid of that right away. Anything that you don't want to do necessarily like creating a PDF or creating an ebook, those kind of things, those are all types of projects that you can hand off. Yep. And if you're feeling guilty about spending the money, just make sure that you offset the cost by using that time to do revenue generating activities. So when my son was younger, I would you know, pay for babysitting. Um, I would pay to have someone come in and clean my house. And those were things that I I felt kind of guilty. I was the stay-at-home mom and I felt like I should be taking care of those things. But I made sure that I spent that time generating more income than what I was putting out. And that that helped with the guilt quite a bit. Definitely. And I know as solopreneurs, that's something that's something that I fight with a lot, I think, because my kids stay at home, they're homeschooled. I'm a solopreneur. So I'm constantly juggling that feeling of where I should be putting most of my time and what I can give up and ask for help with. It's okay to ask for help. And I think that's a big one that we need to remember as solopreneurs is that's what's going to help you and free you up to really enjoy what you're doing and kind of revive a passion for what you're doing without all this clutter in the back of your head of tasks and things that you need to get done that might be in a sense either mundane or can be easily passed off to help you out a little bit. So big things you want to do when you're hiring out somebody is you want to be clear on what you want between you guys. Again, like we had talked about a little bit earlier, contracts are so important between people because things can get so misconstrued online, especially through emails and things. So like how much time are you looking to use this person? Is this person in the US or they not in, or not in the United States even? Um, what about pay? What about company values, culture? Because you want to have somebody that, especially if somebody's like trying to get your content in line, you want somebody who is with you on your content. You don't want somebody who's looking for stuff. You want them to understand your niche. You want them to understand your content because you don't want them just putting up kind of random stuff onto like your Facebook or your Twitter and maybe they'll completely throw off your audience. So you want to make sure you've had that happen. You've had that happen. I did. I hired somebody and I, I vetted them, but I hired somebody to manage my, my Facebook for a bit and the stuff that was going up. And I, I fully admit I am, especially when it comes to content, a complete control freak, but there was stuff going up that I'm like, I would never have posted that in a million years. Like I don't touch politics with a 10 foot pole and there was like political stuff going up and I just completely put the brakes on that and was like, okay, no, no, we, we can't do this anymore. So that company values culture thing, that is a huge thing to take into account, especially with content creation. Absolutely. Cause yeah, this just, just like you, you gave your testimony there, it can definitely happen. And especially when, you know, you have people who you hire somebody and they understand the numbers. They want to get the numbers as much as you do and the likes and the comments and things like that, because you're paying them. So they want to please you. They want to continue working with you. And sometimes they might go, oh, well, this is super popular to talk about right now. So I'm going to put this up on 
on this person's Facebook page. But if it doesn't coincide with your audience, if it doesn't coincide with your business, it's just definitely not a good idea. So, um, and yeah, so I'm, and finding, finding people and how, how and where to get them. There are a bunch of different areas. I know, where did you find all of the people that you've worked with, Maureen? Most of the people I have found have been through word of mouth. So I've talked to other people that are in the same space and asked who they recommend. And that's how I found my VA and she's fabulous. Um, Sometimes depending on who your audience is, you might even be able to ask them and they may be able to recommend people or one of them might be like, oh yeah, I'd love to come come work with you. Um, LinkedIn has become, you know, more and more of a research resource. There's also a site called uh, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com that is in my experience, very hit or miss. It is, um, the, the concept is that basically it started off, everybody was offering whatever they offered for $5. Now there's a bunch of upsells and there's actually very, very few things that are there for $5, but it's definitely a low cost. I would be really, really careful what you hire out there. Make sure you read the reviews, make sure it's somebody who is, you know, has multiple good reviews and is a high rated person. There's another one, Upwork, that's kind of similar. I think it's a little bit higher scale than Fiverr, but again, you always need to be careful on those big sites. Um, And then if you need transcription, there's a site called rev.com that offers, uh, from what I understand, I have not used them myself, but uh, pretty good transcription services. Asking around other people in your industry, if they are hiring out, that's probably the safest way to find somebody. Um, But if you're looking for an intern, local colleges, uh, the professors can usually recommend somebody that they think would be a good fit. So contacting, you know, whichever department uh, would have somebody that would be a good match would be a great place to start. Absolutely. And I have found a lot of times if you are in networking groups on Facebook or just in general, reach out to those folks because they, you know, like we just said, they, a lot of people know what they're talking about when it comes to experiences that they've had. I mean, just like you've heard, you know, Maureen talk about, she's had some hiccups with situations so they can tell you who's worked for them and who has not worked for them. And those are definitely places that you want to keep in touch with. So that does it, I think for today's, or excuse me, this week's, I should say, (laughs) episode. Mm -hmm. We thank you guys for staying tuned. We hope that if you are interested in this podcast that you will continue to subscribe and that you'll also leave us perhaps a review and a comment. We would love to hear from you and shout you out on one of our following episodes here. And you could definitely find more about us out at smallbusinesssavvypodcast.com. That's where you can also contact us if you have any questions, if you need possibly any of our services, those kind of things. And again, thanks for subscribing and staying tuned. We'll see you next week. Remember, work hard, work smart. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Small Business Savvy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, be sure to email at smallbusinesssavvy at gmail.com. Also, be sure to leave a rating and a comment. We would love to hear from you. We'll see you next week.